Hello and welcome to this podcast is Rig with JW Riggs. I have a great guest today, Travis Howard. Uh, you might have heard some of his music. You might have also heard some music that he's uh, written or some people that he's written with like Miranda Lambert and uh, Dirks Bentley. So how are you doing today, Travis? I'm happy as I can be, JW. How are you? <laughs> doing pretty good. I'm really excited. Uh, thank you for asking me, by the way. That was quite a surprise. Thanks for the invitation. I mean, it's just, I'm a fan of your music, so it's just, I just thought that would be cool to have, uh, this is actually the first country singer I've had on the podcast, so. Yeah, usually it's like, it's like actors and things like that, right? So, I'm, I'm just trying to branch off also into music as well, and for uh. guests, so I just thought that would be cool since country music's just something I grew up listening to my entire life. So Yeah, same here. I bet we grew up listening to way different country musics, but still maybe i mean i don't listen to a lot of the newer stuff nothing against the newer stuff really i just don't really listen to it i listen to a lot of toby keith uh kenny chesney um kenny rogers so so that's toby keith kenny chesney that's older stuff for you uh somewhat i mean it was around it was newer when i was like five so that makes total sense like i grew up listening to like Alabama and Buck Owens and Merle Haggard and you know because I grew up in like the 70s bro <laughs> I'm old oh <laughs> uh, yeah if my parents hear this uh they 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 wanted uh they grew up in the 70s as well and that's how I got to know all this type of music like uh Alabama Kenny Rock yeah stuff like that so I mean I love Alabama it's probably my favorite country group because I actually got to meet uh Randy Owen a couple of years ago so. you did yeah, it was a lot of fun. When my brother, my brother was a patient at St. Jude a couple years ago, and he came through and said hi to everybody, talked to us for a good 40 minutes. That's really cool. Yeah. You know what? When I, um, when I first, I was 21 when I first moved to Nashville, and I lived there in, you know, in my early 20s, and I was working at this restaurant, and I was the, sort of at the cashier, and like a young Almost nobody knew who he was at the time, but young Kenny Chesney comes in before he was famous. He still had a full head of hair. And I'm like, I think I recognize that dude. And there's no way I could have known that he would have gone on to be Kenny Chesney, you know, but I have the oddest little memories of meeting all these people before they were famous way back in those days in Nashville. No, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. Now, uh, going into, uh, uh, let's start off with a question. So how, um, how did you get into music and just songwriting in general? Oh, well, um, I grew up in Georgia in a small, small town in Georgia. And my mom, my mama was one of eight kids. Uh, this is like, you know, poor people stories. She had seven siblings. They grew up in a little cotton mill town and they all sang. So they would get together and make these family bands and sing in churches. Uh, so she traveled. This was when she was just a kid, you know. She traveled all around like Alabama, Kentucky, Georgia, and, um, and Tennessee. And they sang uh, these family band things in churches. And they were really, had these really tight harmonies, you know. So when I was born, uh, by the time I was like two, you know, I was picking up how to sing harmony and how to sing and stuff like that. Not that I was good at it, but when you, when you're just around something all the time, you just kind of soak it in. And that's what started me. Just, I just thought everybody could do it, but it turns out everybody can't. 
uh, that's what start, started me loving music. And then, you know, when you're, you know, this, like when you're in high school, like that, uh, like early high school and you're just nothing but a ball of emotions and you're just yearning and you fall in love 17 times a day and all that. And so all that emotion, I'm like, I got to do something about this. So I started writing songs about it and you know, they were all terrible, but that's how it started. <laughs> um, no, that's, that's really cool. I've tried, I've tried to write music. I mean, uh, right now I'm actually learning the drums or I'm trying to. So, uh, I'm trying to nice. make more instruments and stuff. I also have a keyboard, so learning that stuff. But I tried writing songs. I <laughs> didn't do well <laughs> with it. So, how many did you try to write? I think it was just like two. <laughs> it was. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, I think your first song has to be terrible. Like that's just the you know, it's like the first time you play tennis or something. You're gonna suck, but um. There's this old saying in Nashville, like the old guys, they're always like, if you're not writing bad songs, then you're not writing good songs. And, you know, it just means you got to go through so many of them before, before you're awesome. No, that's, that's, uh, that's definitely right. I mean, uh, I've always, country music's just really always been a big thing. Like I've said before, it's just always been a really big thing in my life. Most music I listen to is country. <laughs> so, really, is it? That's cool. Yeah. I mean, uh, now, another question is, uh, how long have you been uh, doing this professionally? Uh, professionally, I'd say something like 16 years or something like that. Um, you want me to tell you the story? Sure, go ahead. I mean, that would be great. <laughs> well, you know, you just you try and you be in bands and you work in restaurants as a waiter for as long as you can, you know, and you do bands on the weekend and all this stuff. But um, I was, I had moved from Nashville to Los Angeles and I didn't know what I was going to do, but here I was in LA and I started doing this little coffee house show where I just play my songs and these producers asked if I would be on this television show. It's like a singing show, you know, like American Idol, but it was called Nashville Star. And I was like, that was the biggest break because they were going to pay me money every week, like, you know, like $500 or something to be on this TV show. And I'm like, definitely, I'm going to do that. So I get on the show and on that show, it was the first episode, uh, the first season of Nashville Star. I meet little young 19 year old Miranda Lambert. And so like, she hadn't done it. You know, she was playing little shows in Texas and I was playing little shows in uh in Los Angeles and we just became friends and we started writing songs together like every day, just always writing, always writing. Uh, then she became, you know, she got a record deal after that show. And then like, she brought me with her, you know, she was very, very loyal. She didn't have to, but she, you know, we loved each other. We loved writing. And she was like, let's write for my first record. And that was when I first became a professional because, you know, that record took off and, you know, it's kind of history. <laughs> No, I mean, I guess Miranda Lambert is probably one that I listened to quite a bit when I was younger, as I have a sister that's 12 years older than me, so... Oh, yeah? Yeah, I listened to quite a bit of Miranda Lambert younger when I was younger as well. Uh, Do you remember Kerosene, the first record? No, I mean, I've heard it. I've heard it since then, but uh, it's, it's a pretty... That's good. a long time ago. Yeah, it, it's pretty good, though. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, see, I'm almost set. I'll turn 17 at the end of the month. So oh, I should have asked that. I was wondering how old you were. But yeah, I mean, uh, I try to do as much research as I can on 
just country music in general. So, um, so you've written for quite a bit. I mean, for a lot of people, you've also written your own stuff. Uh, who's your favorite? I mean, uh, you kind of answered that with Miranda, but who's your favorite person to write with or write for? Um, well, with it would be Miranda probably because she's so good. Like she's just so good. Like she'll just she'll start to sing, and it it already sounds like you know this finished song that you've heard for your whole life. You're like, oh my god, oh why didn't I think of that? So she's awesome to write for. I like writing for uh, television shows best because I get to be the most creative. Um, I just did, I was the music producer for this television show that just finished airing on Fox uh, called uh, Filthy Rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And they just, they just gave me just all the freedom in the world. They were like, we need this kind of song and you know, you go put it together and I just got to do whatever I wanted. And they would fly me down to new Orleans every week to, you know, sort of record some of the actors and things like that. It was just a blast. So like that would be probably the most fun, satisfying thing, you know, while that music will disappear with the TV shows, it won't, you know, it won't really last. Uh, It's a crazy amount of fun. (laughs) But uh, no, that's definitely my favorite part of the show. We, uh, my family and I watched it together a couple months ago, and the music was definitely something that stood out. So yeah, thank you. No, I mean thank you. I just I thought that was a it was a pretty good show, and Gerald McRaney is like one of my one of my favorite actors and my mom's favorite actor. So, Me too. <laughs> so like I remember watching him when I was in high school, Gerald McRaney. He was such a cool like I want to be like that guy. <laughs> But uh, no, instantly we got attached to that show because it's just, we're all like fans of Gerald McCurney and it kind of reminded us of the show Dallas just a little bit. So and <laughs> my, my, uh, my parents and my sister just finished watching that. So. Yeah, all those weird twists and turns. You know what I heard in another one of your podcasts that you guys had gone back and done Dallas. Which <laughs> That's a, like, what a crazy show to binge yeah it, it definitely i got a little tired of it honestly i'll, I'll be honest but uh, <laughs> i ended up like at the beginning it's like i really don't want to watch this and then my uh, <laughs> was like just watch it so like the last two seasons i just watched before i was like yeah this is actually really good <laughs> are you guys like well i mean I don't, it's probably different now but are y'all like pretty locked down for covid or has it been loosened up a bit it's been loosened up a bit but we're still we're still pretty locked down, so. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's just what we do is binge TV shows, because what else are you going to do? <laughs> TV shows and board games is honestly. That's it, baby. And puzzles. Get out. And puzzles, so. Um, but, no, I mean, uh, we watched Dallas. We've watched a few different shows uh, this past year, so. Um, but, uh, so, what's uh what's your favorite song i actually have two questions with this kind of so what's your favorite song that uh that you've ever written and then i'll go to my next one um okay right now my favorite song that i've ever written is a song that i was on my last record uh called city and western and the song is sorry but it has a cuss word in it but it's called leaving now uh and it's it's out i just thought yeah, there was a lot of, of songs on that record that I was really proud of because it 
I've been trying to write songs that sort of reflect somebody that I grew up in Georgia, so very much has a Southern and Southern music tradition. There's all the stuff, you know, you know, just the Southern tradition, but I've come out to the West Coast and there's also that kind of weird deserty West Coast. And I was trying to mix those and I felt like some of those songs did it. No. So it made me proud. Uh, no, that's really cool. Um, I haven't been able to listen to uh, I haven't been able to listen to a lot of your newer stuff recently, but uh, I've been listening on Spotify and stuff, some of your older stuff, and I really enjoyed it. Well, thank you. Yeah, um, be warned though the cuss word. Sorry, it, that shows up. <laughs> I understand. That's okay. Um, but uh, now my next question is: I mean, like you said before, you're a lifetime country music listener, so. What's your favorite song to listen to? Like all-time favorite country song to listen to? Dwight Yoakam, A Thousand Miles From Nowhere, without question, is my favorite country song to listen to. And I think it too, it's because of that Western thing. There's a way, that music just sort of makes you feel like freedom. And uh, in, in the video, which he shot, I don't know, it was in the late 90s. He's on a train. He's on a freight train, you know, and just going through the desert. And I'm like, yeah, I want to be on that freight train. I'm a thousand miles from nowhere. It's just, ugh, I cannot tell you how much I love Dwight. Uh, but, so what's uh, yours? Uh, that's It's probably a mix between uh, Angels Among Us by Alabama. And uh, yeah, I love that song. And um, the the gambler by Kenny Rogers. I know two completely different songs. <laughs> yes, <laughs> gambler's awesome. I mean, Kenny died almost exactly a year ago. It's a little bit over a year ago. Oh no, a little under a year ago, like in March, right? Yeah, I think it was in March, uh, around the same time as everything with COVID was starting to go into lockdown. And yeah, that's right. That was a big loss. Big loss. It it really was. I mean. It's just, that's honestly, Kenny's like always one of my number one country singers. And then just like, that was really hard. And even the movie Six Pack is one of my uh, parents' favorite movies. So. Six Pack, another favorite song out of Six Pack, Love Will Turn You Around. Love will turn you around, turn you around. You, do you remember it? I forgot about that song, honestly. I haven't seen that movie in a very long time. I actually plan on watching it either today or tomorrow. So somewhere on my IGTV, we did a cover of Love Will Turn You Around to commemorate Kenny's passing last year. You should, you should go back and look at it because it's a bunch of friends, a bunch of artists from Nashville and L.A. and everywhere else. And we were all singing Love Will Turn You Around from, from Six Pack. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah, that would uh, I'll honestly I'll go check that out and I'll show my parents because like Kenny Rogers, like I said, is huge in our house. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. And then uh, another big thing that's honestly still pretty big in our house, we watch Hee Haw quite a bit, like on YouTube. <laughs> so it's just like that. I've got, I've got like DVDs of Hee Haw episodes. Like still, I just have a stack of them that I watch. Oh, Hee Haw is okay. one of my favorites. I got to do a movie. Uh, I was in a movie that Cameron Crowe shot, and the stars were Orlando Bloom, and Kirsten Dunst uh, is called Elizabethtown. And so I worked on that show with, um, now I want to forget his name, but he was in the original Hee Haw and I recognized him immediately. And I'm like, 
and I just beat him down like all, every day that I would come. I would like tell me some hee-haw stories, and you know he got really tired of it. But it was like that guy was a superstar to me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, hee-haw is definitely something. It's just it's fun to watch, and I honestly miss like I love watching uh, older stuff like hee-haw. Is we just it seems like that's something that kind of just needs to come back is stuff like that. So I fully agree. I think people would love that. You like to bring Hee Haw back in some sort of way that's, you know, a little more modern, but fun and lighthearted. And yeah, that's exactly what we need right now. <laughs> no, that would. Do you, what about Andy Griffith? Were you an Andy Griffith guy? Yeah, so, I mean, my parents watch it still quite a bit, but I mean, not really. Uh, now, something we still watch a lot almost every day is uh, The Waltons. Yeah, <laughs> my mom watched the. She knows every episode of the Walton. She can like quote them. <laughs> I think, I think my mom and dad could both do that. So. Yeah, I get it. Uh, that and Little House on the Prairie, which I prefer. Yeah. Waltons. I get a little tired of Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> Yeah, we, we kind of toggled back and forth between the two. I posted, the other day I posted on Instagram, this like Charles Ingalls outfit. <laughs> Did you see it? <laughs> I, I don't know if I saw that one. I, I need to it was me and like these suspenders, I, very much like Little House on the Prairie vibe. And I'm like, <laughs> I see you, Charles Ingalls. <laughs> I need to go back and look at that. Um, but... Uh, but no, the other day I saw on your Instagram uh, on Sunday you were actually uh, singing with Leslie Jordan uh, some uh, some hymns. So I mean, I thought that was awesome. Definitely something everybody needs right now. Yeah, thanks. Um, do you know that we're making Leslie and I are making a an album of of gospel hymns, and like the people on this album are you're they're gonna blow your mind you're not going to believe the people on this album they're gonna freak you out That's first of all um are you familiar with the brothers osborne yes i am so tj osborne is gonna do a duet with leslie um brandy carlisle is gonna do a duet with leslie chris stapleton and dolly parton like what it's gonna be it's gonna be so 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 fun and it's coming out uh april 2nd but the first single with brandy comes out the 22nd of february so it's it's very very soon no that's that's very soon i'm excited for that definitely something for uh to keep my eye out on and everybody out there who's a country fan keep your eye out on that so super excited for that um but uh so with the hymns, what's your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite uh, hymn? To, I guess singer. What's just your favorite hymn? Is what I would say. Um, mm -hmm. you know, my favorite ones are the ones that I remember from childhood, obviously, because that you know. Uh, and there's a uh, there's one called "Where the Soul Never Dies." Are you, are you familiar with it? It's it's probably 125 years old, seriously, but it's Love like. It. Um, Love it. No, uh, to Canaan's land, I'm on my way where the soul never dies. Do you remember it? Yes, I love that song actually because uh, I do something called uh, Last Leaders. It's a uh, it's a convention just so it's for leadership convention. So for uh, young Christians and stuff. So I do that every year, of course, except for last year and this coming year because of COVID. And that's actually. Uh, I had a song leading competition, and I actually uh, led that song one year, I believe. 
Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love that That's song. Cool. Yeah, like in that realm, there's always like the the two different camps of like people that like old songs and people that like sort of new uh, hymns and, and worship songs and stuff. I'm squarely in the old hymns category. Like it's got to be 85 years old or older for me to be into it. <laughs> uh, but so no, that blue skies and rainbows, it's, I think it's kind of newish, I believe. So yeah, um, that's yeah. Cool. Yeah. Every time, uh, every time I lead singing at church, which I lead singing quite a bit or somewhat. So uh, early last year I did. So <laughs> I think people Are you a big like, harmony guy too? I mean, do, you, do you guys do harmonies and stuff together? Um, it's just like, uh, eh, I don't, I mean, it's just like, uh, there's one song, what is it? I'm trying to think. Um, it's difficult because uh, for like devotionals and stuff, a lot of the times there's maybe, usually we, my youth group's pretty big, so there's usually uh, a good amount of girls and guys, but like we're trying to sing um, How Great Thou Art, so... <laughs> when we try to sing that and then when we try to sing that there ends up only being like two girls there so it's like that won't necessarily work but let's try it <laughs> <laughs> but uh but no i mean um it's just i just love acapella music in general so just yeah love anything like that me too me too for sure um are you familiar with ashley mcbride she's a country singer yes yes i am Okay, she's, we convinced her to be on the uh, Leslie Jordan album as well. And they do this acapella opening of an old bluegrass song. And it's it's so pretty. It's called Working on a Building. You may not know. It's like super bluegrass. But I've heard that. I'm heard working it. on a building. I'm working on a building. That like super Ralph Stanley style. But uh, yeah, acapella is one of the things that has always kind of kept me together, even when there's not music or whatever, to be able to sing with people and that tight, like sort of, it's, it's magic. Right. It's, it's awesome. I mean, uh, it's just like music in general, just kind of, it kind of, to me, it bonds people more. I mean, yeah, some people disagree on what type of music to listen to, who they like, but at the end of it all, you're just listening to music together, honestly. So, yeah. Yeah. I think um, like, you know, going to shows when we're able to go to shows again, um, that's one of the great things about being a performer is that you're playing a song. Everybody is there. And that's like four minutes where everybody in the room just agrees. Like you're just having a great time and that we're singing along and we are connected in some strange way uh, through whatever that song is. Uh, but no, that's really cool. Now, I'll, I'll admit, I've actually never been able to be, uh, been able to go to a country concert, sadly. Really? So, as, when everything starts to open back up, I, I need to go. I honestly... We have to fix that. Yes. We definitely have to fix that for you. I, um... I used to play uh, with a band, an old, old, old band, JW. You may not remember them. They were called Brooks and Dunn. I love Brooks and Dunn. I was actually just talking to, uh, to my mom and dad about Brooks and Dunn. <laughs> well, they, they got together with Reba McIntyre, and they do this show in Las Vegas at the Caesars Palace. Uh, and it's just all their hits and stuff. And uh, for a while, I was in that band. And that 
that theater, it, it holds 4,200 people. And every night they do one of those shows is packed. Every single seat is filled. Um, and it's like two hours of like the best. It's just, yeah, you're, you're in tears by the end of it. We got to make sure that you get to that show. When that starts happening again, we got to work that out. <laughs> totally. I mean, Reba just alone is like one of my all-time favorite. I mean, not even country singers, singers in general, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I she's a her. queen. So, <laughs> uh, to the point of my uh, my four-year-old niece came into the room, I think, last year, and we were listening to Reba music. She absolutely loves Reba now, and she wants to be Reba when she grows up. So I was like, okay. Oh, that's great. I mean, what a better uh, role model, right? Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, a lot of people uh, don't like this, but I actually prefer Reba's music over Dolly's music a little bit. I mean, I love Dolly. Oh, that's some controversial yeah, that's, business right there. <laughs> that's controversial. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm more of a Reba fan. <laughs> hey, man, you got Team Reba, Team Dolly. I'm not sure where I would fall on that. I think politically, I definitely have to stay right in the middle because I'm going to get in trouble one way or the other. Team Dolly might come after me. <laughs> but uh, no, they, they both have their good sides. So of I tell you that the first time I met her, like when we were rehearsing for that show, she's just so sweet and she just wants to hang out and be buddies and homies and stuff. But I was nervous. Like I, I'm not good with famous people like that. I was just like, hey, Rainbow. <laughs> we got some pictures, you know, she's, but she's wonderful. I mean, I'm, I'm just starting to get to that way of where I could actually <laughs> hold up a conversation with uh, with someone famous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got a lot of them, man. You got quite a, a list of uh, interviews under your belt already. Yeah, I mean, uh, just something back in, I believe, May or June, I just decided I was talking to my parents. I was like, I want something to where a whole family could just sit down, listen to it, get away from all... The political stuff in the world, get away from all the controversy and everything with COVID and everything. Just get away from that. Just be able to listen to something for a few minutes or for like 40 minutes. Just kind of sit down, being able to listen. And ever since, I've just been reaching out to some awesome people. And a lot of people like you have been really nice and have replied. And now you're on the podcast. <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of people like me agree with you like that. We need that more than anything. We need to forget all these, the things that A, worry us and scare us and B, the things that make us disagree. We need to spend some time just like, just feeling good about life. Remembering what it's like to be in a, in the country that we're in, to be healthy, you know, to, uh, you know, that we're not at war. There's so many places that are. And just be really grateful. I think that's gratitude is needed for everybody today. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, I feel like uh, God just works in mysterious ways because, like, he really, I think, um, with everything going on with COVID and everything, I feel like he, he's, he's really working at it, trying to get people closer and everything. So Yeah, giving us a reset. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So... <laughs> Uh, but it's just definitely something, I mean, that um, I just think God's really working hard to get everybody back together and, I mean, getting along again. <laughs> yeah, you could not be righter. I agree with you. You are right. 
I'm glad you're doing this too because uh, you know it's an easy listen. It's a fun listen. You end up by the end of your podcast, nobody feels stress, nobody feels you know mad or scared. It's just happiness. Right. I mean, uh, no, it's just thank you so much. This is so far. This has been a blast. Uh, I think we still have a few more minutes left. So if there's anything else you would like to talk about or even promote before we uh, hop off. Okay, I do have one thing to promote, if it's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fine. Go ahead. I mean, I'm <laughs> completely fine with that. Well, uh, so, yeah, my, my friendship with Leslie Jordan has been 20 years in running because he's from Chattanooga, and I moved here from Nashville, and we met in Hollywood just because we both have Southern accents. And we're like, you're Southern? I'm Southern. So we're friends. But – um it's all these years we finally been able to do something together and it's the album it's it's called companies coming and it's out in april but also uh in a couple of weeks we signed a deal with apple radio to do a radio show every week where we just it's like literally me and leslie sitting in this room talking about stuff and playing music and we play like all, some of the music that you and i were just talking about it's just old country music new country music, whatever, whatever. And we just, so every week we're going to try to do like you're doing and just have like a, and it's on Apple radio. So you just go to the radio button and you'll see Leslie's face. It's called hunker down radio. <laughs> so, you know, if people had a chance, I would love it. If you'd listen to hunker down radio, I think it starts the 28th of, uh, of this month. Uh, so that's my plug. <laughs> <laughs> no, everybody go listen to Hunker Down Radio. I'm excited for that. I really am. I think it's going to be fun. Awesome. That's, that's going to be a lot of fun. So, um, but no, just really excited about that. Listen, uh, excited to hear some of your new music and everything. Everybody go check out um, Travis's uh, Instagram and everything. And uh, sorry, I should have remembered your Instagram handle, but what is your Instagram handle? Is it just? It's just at Travis Howard. Awesome. I got in early. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like, I mean, I just now got an Instagram, I guess, closer, close to a year ago. So it's just like my Instagram handle is like super long. So. It's like JW Riggs 147. What? There's 147 other JW Riggses? <laughs> no, it's just like this podcast is rigged at JW. Yeah, it's super long. It's just like, oh, right, right, right. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> keep it keep it unique <laughs> yeah, unique and uh i love it when i get on like live streams and stuff people try to read it and they're like wait what and they're like put your uh they're like just put your name i was like jw like <laughs> just copy and paste <laughs> yeah. so um but no thank you so much uh is there anything else that you would like to discuss before we uh pop off no that's it my wife's having a baby in a couple of months oh and tomorrow's my birthday awesome uh, happy birthday. Congratulations. I mean, I can talk all day, man. <laughs> awesome. And thank you for everybody who listened. Awesome. Have